0: Oh, by the way, I had a conversation with, I had these two uh, foreign girls working for me this summer, and they were pronouncing crepes, crabs. (laughs) Like, just where can we get some good crabs? And, like, the way they said, oh, their accent, it sounds like literally they were, like, looking for STDs. But I had to take a a double take for, like, at least three minutes,
1: like, what? Crepes? Where can we get some crepes? crepes? Yeah, I don't even know what accent (laughs) they would use to...
0: It was German-Ukraine, so... Where
2: do we get some crabs?
1: Yeah, it was. It, I
2: don't know if that was the accent, but that was an accent. Well, he said
1: German. So, where do we get some craps? That's like comedic German, I feel like. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's still German. Sure. Welcome to this week's episode of Can We Save the Cat, your weekly writer's room and entertainment podcast where we take three random thoughts or ideas, pitch them, pick one, and over the course of about 30 minutes or so, turn it into the next big thing. In the end, we will decide if we want to save the cat or scratch it. As always, I am one of your hosts, Brian Hayes.
2: I'm another one of your hosts, Danny Hanks.
1: And I'm Justin Eugene, producer and writer. Mm, No, you're not. No,
0: you're
2: not. We're not anything,
1: neither are you.
2: I'm not a writer director anymore. You We've are. We've had multiple
0: conversations where Brian said, We got to stop saying host. And then Brian did it. I did. I did. Do <laughs> Brian
2: that. says host.
0: But then Brian didn't vote what he is, which what he usually always does. Do... And I was like, Well, I'm just going to fuck this up too. Here's what I'm going to say.
1: And I am one of your hosts, Brian Hayes, applicator of Chapstick. I'm Jesse Eugene, drinker of Yahoo.
2: And I'm Danny Hanks, baker of Key Lime Pies.
0: Hell yeah, you win. It's you who, not yahoo. You idiot, Justin.
1: You You idiot, Justin.
2: You absolute idiot.
1: What an idiot. I was hoping you would say collector of Funkos, because I'm noticing your Funko Pop collection in the back. Thanks, Buckaroo.
0: Danny had this conversation Do you have
1: Buckaroo bonsai?
0: I don't even know what that is. I just say Buckaroo when I want to make fun of people. Mm. Um, I say
1: sport. Sporto. Champ. Partner. Or guy. Yeah. Part of Brian Regan quotes. Just really want
0: to, I don't know who that is. No, Brian Regan has this joke where like, you know how like you don't know someone's name, so you just go with like those random nicknames and you know they hey, know. You. And you're just like, hey, sport. <laughs> that would be so up, demeaning man? if you went up to someone and you said, hey, sport. <laughs> like, but just- one of his sayings is like, hey, buckaroo. And I was like, no one's ever said that. No one's ever gone. Hey, buckaroo. Yeah.
2: How you doing, dude? So like dude? that's
0: my, that's literally my go to on purpose with people because, like that's needs to be said more out in the world.
1: It does.
2: Buckaroo. No, yeah. the
0: Funkos. Weirdly enough, I bought like the Harry Potter characters, mm-hmm. and I took them out of the package, which I got yelled at by people for that, and had them just displayed like in my. They lose their value. Apparently, but I had them in my apartment because I was just like, "Oh, cool, Harry Potter characters. That's awesome."
2: But what is the value, the inherent value of a boxed Funko? Why are Bop? your
0: arms up so high, Danny. I don't
2: know. I <laughs> Danny, <laughs> so high. Upset. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it.
0: Aren't you wearing a Pokemon shirt? It's a Pokemon um, Mario shirt.
1: And it's
2: Pokemon Mario combo. And uh,
1: sounds like a collectible. It does. It's not
2: a collectible. It, it was like twelve it bucks.
1: Danny, I'll buy that shirt for twelve dollars and one cent
2: see i only invest in dogecoin so
1: i will pay you in nickels sweet i'm
2: allergic to nickel
1: i will pay you in dimes
2: are you nickel and diming me (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) wow this is the
0: corniest podcast ever officially
1: guys penny for your thoughts um whoa (laughs) i just want to say that i really wish i would have had something to follow that up with it is oh, getting I, th- st- I thought that was gonna be your pitch. Like pin it for your thoughts. We're Here's about a quarter of
2: the way through the podcast, so
1: fifty fifty if we make it the rest of the way. <laughs> my pitch for this week. Oh, so uh hey, you guys ready to get some pitches started? <laughs> I'm ready to pitch it up. Buckaroo.
0: Danny, why don't we start with you,
1: cham? <laughs> <laughs> Chief, let's go. Alrighty, uh, oh, buckaroo. you really didn't have to start. I was just trying to tick Justin off. This Yahoo (laughs) drinking is Yahoo.
2: (laughs) All right, just go Justin first.
0: Uh, Mine's kind of like weirdly near and dear to me slash know a lot about it slash it's probably been done in some way before. So Summer Tennis Bro has a love affair with a member and we basically go through the drama of like how to survive that while someone is married and while the tennis bro is working for the family. I kind of want to make it like
2: autobiography
0: uh no there's definitely no autobiography there um <laughs> definitely kind of want there to be some kind of death there but like it could be a comedy yeah so your classic romantic affair whether it be drama or comedy in a very wealthy setting let's say the hamptons done
2: cool all right danny all right oh, I top got- that so i'm out This is also going to be like kind of a rom-com, but also just like a straight up comedy. But there was an article about like this girl, I think it was in Japan, and she was dating like 31 different guys who all bought her an iPhone so she could resell them. (laughs) And so like my concept is somebody who's dating a bunch of people to commit fraud, basically getting these people to buy them a bunch of things so that they can resell them and commit fraud. like. You know, if you have like 17 boyfriends who buy you PS5s, I I get it. Yeah.
0: It's a weird strategy, but I get it.
2: Right? But I'm just like, you could, it's so funny. Like, you could follow the type of person that would do that and like her life with these multiple phones trying to keep these people secret from each other. Can we have her murder
0: them? I feel like we (laughs) could do this. I feel like we've done this before (laughs) if we had her murder people.
2: Well, no, I don't think she would murder them, but you could have it be like, there's this big sale and now it's in jeopardy because two of them find out about each other or like two of them become friends and they're both talking about this great girlfriend and so she can't meet either of them. I don't know. It could be a a really cool comedy of errors. And uh, for sure.
0: I mean, I kind of like it. All right. Huh. We might as well just skip Brian's. I think it's in
1: the bag. (laughs) All right. So in the age of TikTok and everything, there are these things called uh, creator houses where basically a bunch of content creators with millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever, they get together and they buy a house and they live in this mini mansion and there can be anywhere from like four up to 12 of them living in a house together. So- my pitch is about a content creator house that is flipped upside down when a new social media trend amongst the roommates is a game where someone winds up dead. So basically, they're all like TikTokking and stuff like that. And then one of them winds up dead and it's like, oh, they all live in the house together. This is just a big prank or something. But like. Is it a prank? Is it started by some one of the people in there? So you can really play with Scream. You can really play with Sorority Row and all those like goofy ass, scary movies lately. But you could also like have a lot of fun and you could also have it be more dramatic because I'm not saying that there actually has to be a killer. Just like it kind of reminds me of our hashtag Dead, right? It's like, is that person really dead? Did they fake this? So it's kind of just, yeah, the idea of, like, the content creator house.
2: Okay. I love that. You could also play with the whole, like, doesn't Logan Paul have his house of, like, eight people that he is in charge of? And they're, like, new people who he's trying to make into stars?
1: I don't know shit about Logan
2: Paul. So, yes, he does. Let's steal it. (laughs) No, that reminds me of uh, the movie... God, I forget what it was, but it's the movie where um, they're having a murder mystery party, and it turns out that it is actually a murder.
0: There's been a bunch of these like type of movies, just not specifically the way Brian went. So, like, this yeah. is either going to be made soon, has right. already been made, <laughs> or it's
2: already been, or made. Brian
0: has the idea that could be sold in sixty minutes. <laughs> yes.
2: All right. All right. Let's vote. I'm voting Brian's.
1: I'm voting Danny's. Oh, no, I'm going to have to randomly generate because I was going to choose Justin's.
2: Let's go. We all have great ideas today.
1: Oh, no. I really
2: don't want to do tennis, love. Oh, God. Oh, God. You need to make a pun with the title about. Oh, God. You need
1: to. No one else does.
2: Love. Oh, God. I hate this.
1: All right, so we are gonna choose a completely random pitch off of a random number generator, and when we come back, we will have that pitch.
2: No, Brian, why didn't? Now we have. No.
1: And we're back. Justin wins again. (laughs) I hate this as much as you do.
2: Another win for the ginger.
1: Because I refuse (laughs) to vote for myself. Brian. Look, I cost us the game, okay? I'm sorry, coach.
2: (laughs) All right. So basically... Scoring in f- tennis is like 15, 30, 45, 60 love? Stop
0: talking about the scoring. No,
2: I want to know this. I want to know this, okay? It's 15,
0: 30, 40 game.
2: So then you're going to have it be like, the name is going to be like 40 love, and it's going to be between like no, a 22-year-old f- oh and God, like a 40-year-old. No, calm old. down.
0: You could, put <laughs> lo- you could literally call it love means nothing, because love is zero in tennis.
2: Oh, wait, love is zero? Oh, I thought it was the highest one. No. Okay. I feel like since I know nothing about tennis. We're talking we're just about let a you guys love affair. This one. Yeah.
0: Do we want to go comedy or drama with the love affair?
2: Well, you said that you wanted him to die, right?
0: I mean, Part of me is like I would love to watch someone die. Like I mean, like it could be a terrible ending where like
1: the husband kills the tennis pro.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: So it's basically just a love triangle with a tennis pro. Exactly. We just changed the environment. Here's my thought. Comedy or drama? Which one are we going? Dramedy. Dramedy. There we go. Really? Dramedy. Done. Yeah. Done. Okay. So, it's, so it will not be dark.
2: Dark dramedy. Hell
1: yeah. We're crushing this, Danny. Oh, so gosh. my concept is that the tennis pro was actually hired by the husband for like a charity tennis thing. And he finds out about halfway through the movie, but he still needs to train for this thing because, like, the guys in his office are just complete assholes. And so he really wants to beat them at this tennis tournament. And so he's, like, trying to just manage all these things. So it's basically more focused on the husband than it is really the tennis pro.
2: No, here's what you do.
1: Okay, here's what oh here we go.
2: You make it gay. So <laughs> the tennis pro comes to train this husband and... You have the husband realize that he's gay for this young tennis guy.
1: I'm going to say no.
2: And then it turns out that the tennis guy is having an affair with his wife. (laughs) So you have the first half of the movie be like, you think it's going to be this love story between the two of them, but the tennis guy is straight. Turns out that he's like a hot young guy sleeping with the guy's wife. And now the guy's kind of like doubly It definitely needs to be a
0: comedy if you go that way. Um here's my pitch words tennis pros working with this person have you ever seen the movie five to seven no no so there's this movie five to seven
1: where I've seen th- nine to five
2: what a way to make a living
0: <laughs> uh but basically she her and her husband have this deal from five to seven they can have an affair with their mistress you can't be seen out with them but from five to seven you can have this affair so basically I would say they have something similar to that we're like she can do this thing with a tennis pro it just can't be public it's her mistress and then they want more and it becomes an issue for the husband as he like has made this deal and like it's clear and then we reach a point where he comes to the club approaches the pro like they get into a big argument whatever and whether it leads to him dying or not that's kind of up to you guys but yeah i think your classic love affair like it starts off fine and somebody wants more it becomes more dramatic than it should be and it goes from there
2: see have either of you seen a single man with uh colin firth yeah yeah See, I'm thinking, like, dramatic romance movie where it's an older man who discovers basically... You said dramedy. Well, okay, okay, stay with me here. Discovers his sexuality working with this young trainer, ends up having an affair with this young trainer. The wife finds out, gets really upset, and then, like, outs him before the big game, and then he has to deal with the fallout of that.
1: Uh, That
2: is, like... That's not how I would go. Brokeback Mountain, but make it tennis. Yeah. (coughs) Brokeback Mountain, but make it two women. (laughs) Still
1: not changing. No.
0: Can the husband find out he's gay and it have, like, really nothing more than being, like, the C-plot?
2: What if the tennis player is trans and nobody knows? But what are
0: these things, well... I feel like you're throwing things against the wall, Danny, but like
2: I'm I appreciate throwing things it. against the wall because I hate this idea. <laughs> I love you, Justin, but I just hate boring things that have already been done.
1: Tell
0: me tell me this has been so done. So
1: that's why my thought of like the tennis pro is training the husband and having an affair with his wife and the guy's just got like got to accept this because he really just wants to beat like win the tennis He's basically like all right, I'm going to win the tennis tournament, and then I'm going to fix my marriage.
2: Why don't we make it, the wife is trying to compete in a tennis tournament, and the trainer it. ends up having an affair with her husband. Okay. And that blows everything up.
0: So how would that happen? If she's training with him, where would they be meeting? And how would they connect?
2: Where would he be meeting the wife?
1: <laughs> training her.
2: Well, no, Brian is saying. We're oh. making it gay again. I literally just surreptitiously made it gay.
0: (laughs) Whoever is training.
2: I think that's a lot more interesting. Like he's training this woman who's a strong, powerful woman and you think that there's going to be sexual chemistry between them but it turns out that he's only really like being nice to her in that way to get to her husband and then he's having an affair with the husband and she learns and she has to deal with like being a strong woman trying to make this competition and trying to compete as well as dealing with the fact that like her husband is gay and has cheated on her with her trainer, who she thought she had sexual tension with, but turns out she didn't.
0: I am totally fair. Like, but still, my question is, if he's training her, when would he ever meet and hang out with him?
2: When the husband comes to pick her up from training, like in those little things. People don't
0: pick people up for training. Maybe they're rich. They're they're definitely rich. But maybe
2: he's he training would not her, pick her at her their up. place. Okay, they're training her at their. That's fair. Uh,
1: yeah, they have their own tennis court.
0: Still don't know how they would meet and interact, because
1: I don't think you know how
0: like like training goes.
1: What are you talking about? He trains her on Saturdays at their house, and why am I defending this? I don't.
2: <laughs> so are we not making it gay? Are we saying, like, no to the gay?
0: Yeah, go for it. No to the gay. <laughs> yeah, go
1: for it. I no. Mean,
2: I like the idea of turning it on its head, that it's a male trainer with a... Female athlete, and we think that it's going to be this hot, spicy romance between the two of them. And maybe it is. Maybe he's sleeping with both of them. And that's one of our turning points.
1: Maybe it is. The only way I would accept that is if he has a deeper motivation, i.e., money. Blackmail. He's trying to blackmail them for something. Sure. Totally fair. That's sure, where I, w- sure. I wanted to go dark. Okay. So like that helps with this. Let's
2: do that. Blackmail.
1: There, Danny. You made it by.
2: I love it. So um, what is he blackmailing them for? Or like what? If we're going to go that, I feel like there's some dark secret that they've been keeping. Or is it just money?
1: I don't think it's a dark secret, but there's definitely something. He's definitely doing it and he's definitely going to have a motivation. But what is the motivation? Um. Ooh. Okay. So maybe his younger brother is sick or something. And these people made their money off of pharmaceuticals, but his family can't afford the pharmaceutical money. So he's trying to sleep with both of them and blackmail them and take some of their money. And the reason he singled them out and chose them is because of something like that. Like they're the ones, like
2: they're the people. They're yeah, the Martin Shkreli or
1: whatever who jacked up the price. So he's trying to teach them a lesson and get back at them and take their money and also ruin their marriage, etc.
2: I'm wondering if you could go in a more sinister direction. Like the brother has already died, and so it's more that he's like not really trying to gain anything other than ruining their lives.
1: Yeah, that's totally fine with me.
2: This is starting to feel a little bit like Parasite, but I don't know how. I feel like the tone is feeling very Parasite, which I dig.
0: Perfect. Love Parasite.
1: He's not trying to infiltrate in that way. He's just trying to destroy them from the inside. Basically, like his motivation is, you took away my love. You took a piece of my heart away. I'm going to do the same to you.
2: Yeah, I like that.
0: I like it. I think I think we've overthought the relationships so far. Let's just go with this.
2: Okay, I like this that. This is by
0: far the most complicated start to a pitch I've ever been involved
2: with. So what I want to know is how much are we following him? How much are we following the couple for one? And for two, his story. How much Okay, so it's his story.
1: Their okay. relationship can be a a through line for sure and how like they interact with each other and everything. Because it needs to to hit, right? Like he needs to realize that their bond as a couple is strong at first. And that's what he goes after to tear them apart.
2: Then I'm like, how are the other ways that he tears them apart? Like what's his obstacle? Do they have like an adult daughter who's also staying with them that he's really into? And he has to like make that choice whether or not to do that. What's his obstacle in that case? What's keeping him from doing this? Because right now it seems too... Easy. No, I think
1: he's gonna do it. I don't like the idea of an adult daughter and like an, a romance forming because then you're literally following three romances.
2: You need to have some kind of obstacle. Otherwise, hot trainer comes in, sleeps with both of them. In that case, I'd rather see the relationship fall apart rather than the hot trainer just get everything that he wants.
0: I think it's gonna it's be a heavy. Di-
2: story, yes, but what's his obstacle? What's so hard about being breaking hot up a couple and sleeping with people?
0: I mean, I don't know if you've ever had to like try to break up a marriage, Danny, but I assume it's assume it's pretty hard.
2: Uh, um, in that case, okay, then give don't me th- some...
0: I don't think to being just hot officially allows you to break up a marriage.
1: Especially, like, let's not... That for- guy's hot! We're done! Let's not forget that he's going to sleep with both the husband and the wife here. There's the obstacle
0: of them finding out about it. There's the obstacle of, like, he has to convince them to do it. I mean, it's going right, to be heavy so dialogue. Him- it's going to be a lot of, like, watching him wine and dine them with words
1: to convince them to do this. I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm just There's struggling. Like, it's
2: missing some bigger, like, maybe he has to film it all.
0: I mean, you could have, like, a maid or a housekeeper being an, an obstacle, I guess. Because, like, honestly, in my version, like, in my version, he dies. So <laughs> I'm still going real dark.
1: I feel like there's got to be something that he's after, like maybe a document or a password or something. And that's the obstacle. He's got to get the password to get on the computer to see, to prove X or something. I don't know. So
0: I was thinking he was going to videotape the sexual acts. That way you had the blackmail.
1: Yeah. But that's not tough.
2: But he
0: wanted to have more. I mean, yeah, it's not tough at all to get people to sleep with you like that for sure.
2: There needs to be a physical manifestation of his internal goal. Right. Right. Like, I get that he wants to sleep with both of them, but does he want to film it and give it to the evening news? That seems like a little too.
1: But I also think that that's really he could set up a phone. Like, what is the obstacle in the filming of it? Right. Like, what is that's like? Right. It's a two second scene of him showing him putting his phone in an angle showing the bed or something like that.
2: Yes. I'm trying to think of other ways that we could go rather than the brother having died so that it's a little closer to him. Like maybe they screwed him over in some way and they don't remember him. And so he's back now to get his vengeance. Um,
1: Okay. So what if it's something like... A mayor and his wife, and we could kind of go Flint, Michigan, kind of a thing with the water supply. And he's looking for the proof that they knew about it. And it doesn't have to be water supply, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying something like that. Like he's looking for the proof that they knew about it, and he is directly affected by this.
2: This is, I think, this is getting closer to the type of conflict that we're looking for. Like it needs to be something big so that his tactic, like, him just sleeping with them to break them up, I don't know if that's strong enough. Him having to sleep with both of them to try to get this information. Yeah. And in the process, being willing to like totally screw over their marriage. But it's like screwing over their marriage with a greater purpose as well. Like he wants to ruin them from the inside out entirely. Yeah. For For a bigger cause. It's a personal
1: cause, but it's also a bigger cause.
2: Yeah. Okay, so maybe not Flint, Michigan. I'm trying to think like... If we're gonna go Hamptons and we're gonna try to stay in tennis, Justin, tell me what some tennis drama is.
0: Like a tennis tournament being rigged, like a match, like a a social setting, like a status thing.
2: Yeah. Like a so and so tur- won't
0: let me in their group because I'm not good enough. I need to be in this group because it's the popular group that plays together. Like that?
1: No, like clients are ceos of certain companies and there's a rival company there at the same club and so one of them tries to get them out or
2: yeah like using insider information
0: are they talking about the members would talk to each other about insider information in front of the pro
2: yeah sure yeah or or in the past in the past they've done that and he's trying to prove that's I mean, you could go opiates. I I mean, I'm just trying to like Flint is a good example because it shows that they knew about it before and he's doing this to expose them and also ruin them from the inside out. So if it were opiates, it's this big family he's infiltrating to try to get the information that they know that these drugs are ruining people's lives and, and addictive and they have the documentation that shows that they know it. But they're in this big court case saying that they don't. And he's trying to pit them against each other. And and that can be part of the struggle can be his own issues with addiction. Like he probably lost his brother and he probably finds out that the, the wife is taking these drugs recreationally. And if you
1: go opioids, he's addicted. And that's yeah. the problem. He's still he's still popping pain pills like crazy because. Of an injury, and that's, yeah, that's his thing, and we show that subtly, and we also show subtly in the background throughout the thing. Like, we think that he's just sleeping with both of them, and then, like, maybe two-thirds of the way through or something like that, that's when we realize, like, oh, he's got the bigger motivation.
2: I love this. I also would love if the wife is a recovered addict, and part of his messing everything up is that he convinces her to do drugs with him. Oof.
1: This is getting dark like Justin wanted. This is
2: getting dark. I mean, okay, now I'm I'm back in now that we're we're uh, really ruining some lives here. And then she ODs. Someone dies? Cool. Someone, Someone can die. die. Let's go.
0: I'm in. I'm back right. in now. I got really bored there for a minute with you two. Wow. I mean, Sorry I've never... for making your pitch. Uh, you took what I did and you made it boring.
2: Okay, so we're in the Hamptons. Hamptons. Hamptons with a lot of drugs. Yep. Big pharmaceutical family. And he is addicted due to this injury, and it's killing a lot of people. They're currently in a lawsuit that says that it doesn't, right? Or maybe they just won. And he is basically with them in the Hamptons trying to get this documentation. And bad version would be he seduces the wife first, tries to get the information from her, drugs her, turns out she doesn't actually know anything. So now he needs to go seduce the husband, or he he thinks that he's initially he thinks he's going to threaten the husband, but then he realizes that the husband is interested in him.
0: I think yeah, I think this husband is accidental. Like he realizes he's he's seducing the wife because he's going to use her, and then finds out he can also seduce the husband at the same yeah. time. And then like he happens to kill the wife, and the reason he stays is because he seduced the husband beforehand. Because if you kill the wife, like there's no reason to keep him there, right?
2: I think you kill the wife later.
0: I agree, but I'm saying like. If you kill the wife, the dude definitely leaves because that's his only connection. Like, if he seduced both them by then and the husband keeps him around, like, maybe that's like his. So
2: I think partially, I think he's probably having some kind of tension with both of them from the get-go. But what happens is when the wife relapses, him and the husband kind of share, like, he's now seen the skeletons in their closet, right? And the husband, this entire time, has been into him.
0: Yeah, she admits that her husband and her husband haven't had sex in years. Yeah,
2: and at this point, like, they have, while the wife is sleeping it off or whatever, and the husband's trying to figure out, okay, well, where are we going to send her? Like, I need to send her to a rehab facility. Really has an intimate moment with this trainer and then kind of makes a move on him And then the trainer's like, oh, okay, so this is what we're doing now. And really convinces him to send her to a rehab facility so that she's out of the picture. No, I want to kill her.
0: Can we kill her? I'd rather kill her.
1: I think, I, I don't think it's like, oh, she doesn't know enough information. I think it's like, oh, this marriage is strong. That's my way to kind of get to them is split them up. And so he tries to sleep with her. In the process, gets her addicted, gets with the husband, has that whole moment with the husband, etc.
2: Or what you could do is that he's really the guy who is part of the company and she's really a key witness, like a scientist who has proven, quote unquote, proven that it's not addictive. And she's the one who knows that it actually is addictive, but because their marriage is so strong... She's basically lying for her husband, and he knows this, and he finds this out, and that's why he has to put them against each other. Mm. Like, there has to be a reason why he turns them against each other, because he needs her to come out as the main scientist and tell the truth, right? And But so- I like the
1: idea of him getting her addicted again, and her ODing.
2: I think that still works.
1: What if,
0: just because we're in a giant house, ten there, right, she sees... The way the husband and him are talking after a training session, and she realizes, like, something's going on with them after they've been having an affair, like, her and the tennis pro or trainer or whatever. She takes some painkillers to kind of, like, deal with what's going on. They have a night together, her and this trainer. She overdoses. He finds out. And that leads the whole way of, like, that's why she goes to drugs, because, like, he's hurt the marriage by, like, her finding out the husband really is into, like, the trainer as well. yeah. I mean, I could see it in my head right
2: now. Another concept. Oh, God. What if part of the secret, and this would be more of a reveal long term, they do have a kid, but the kid isn't there. The kid met the trainer at like a halfway house. Okay. And so the trainer knows about the kid, and that's part of the reason why he's so furious about this family, because what happened was their kid like got addicted And yet his parents are out in public saying that these drugs aren't addictive. Like his dad is making the money from the company. His mom is the main scientist proving that these drugs aren't addictive and basically completely disowned their child in order to make this claim and like have pushed him away. Too big for me. So the thing is, I don't think that she relapses. I think that he gets her addicted.
0: It's too big for me. But if you guys want to,
1: I don't mind the kid but I think it would hit harder is if you kill the kid. Yeah. I Okay. I think one of two things has to happen. This tennis pro has to be borderline like sadistic and like, I'm literally going to do anything I can to make this right. Or you have to have a happy ish ending. I I don't want that. So my pitch would be you do the thing with the kid, have them meet at a halfway house or, you know, we get all that backstory. Uh, The kid comes home tries to rat out the tennis pro and the tennis pro is like before we do like let's let's go have a drink you know let's just you and me let's go to a bar let's sit down we'll have water like we can just talk this out over the course of it because clearly this guy his weapon is his like charisma and so he is like all right these waters are fine let's have one beer it's not going to do anything let's just have one beer and he's like man my back's hurting do you have anything for that like any any Tylenol He's like, no, I've got this pain pill or whatever. And so he's just like, I'm just going to take a little bit. Do you want a little bit? Basically leads him down the rabbit hole and then the kid dies. And for the guy, it's just another step towards making this, like splitting this family up, getting exactly what he wants.
2: So, yes, but no. And here's how I'm going to go with it, because I think that... An unbridled psychopath is less interesting to watch than a tortured soul. So I think that it might be more interesting if he met this kid in rehab. He never got clean. This athlete never got clean. He tried to, met this kid, realized that he was the kid of this family, whatever. He's been jumping from halfway house to halfway house and they're pretty much done with him. So he decides to go and get the truth. As he's getting the truth, the climax of the movie is he's already slept with mom. He's already slept with dad. He's really close to getting the documents. Guess who is actually clean now and wants to come home? He can't have this kid come home because he'll recognize him right off the bat. And so in order to like derail him, basically has to, in a way, it, it, yes, does have to kind of drag him away from the house and get him to jump off the wagon. But in doing so, the kid does OD. So yeah. it's like, yeah, but it's not malicious. It's not like he's trying to get the kid to OD. It's that he's trying to get the kid to not mess up his plan. Right. And in doing so, the kid dies. And then everything comes out. And that's the final nail in the coffin of the husband and wife finally are so against each other. The wife is like, and what we learn over the course of it is the wife didn't really want to disown the kid. Like she actually has some hangups about that. But she had to do it for her husband and for, yeah, the family,
1: and i think I think that's good because the husband and the wife's marriage at first can be super, super strong. Then the bend, but don't break is that maybe she does find out about the husband sleeping with him. But, you know, she's always known that the husband was by, and she's sleeping with him too. So can she really be that mad or something like that? And he tries to say, like, Wait, y'all knew about this, but you you didn't tell anybody and she's like, "He's my husband, we're family, like it's it's never going to come out." Or something like that. Basically, he tries to get it to to break at that point, but it doesn't. It bends but doesn't break. The breaking point is the kid ODs and she's like, "I can't live with this anymore." So she's our like change of conscious character, but it it takes the son ODing to to get to that point.
2: Yeah. I also think that it makes the most sense if he's not their only child. Like, there's all of these photos up in the house of this very, very happy family, and he's missing. Mm -hmm. And that can be sort of how the trainer tries to get more personal information. Like, oh, yeah, I see this family photo of you with three kids, but here you only have two. Like, what happened to your teenage son? And she doesn't want to talk about it. And he knows exactly what happened this entire time. I also think that what would be interesting is if the husband sleeping with the trainer is kind of a mistake. Yeah. And it only happens once. Yeah, that's
1: what I was hoping for the whole time. And that's what I was saying is like, he's just like, he sees it as a means to an end is sleeping with this guy. The husband makes a move on him, but he can't deny it because of the position that he's in. So he tries to just ride it out, but it's not really something that he's actively like trying to do.
2: You know what? I also think that it would be really interesting if the wife uses the drug recreationally, but because she doesn't have an addictive personality or addictive genetics, she that's why she believes that it's not addictive, quote-unquote not addictive. So she does think that it's a some kind of personal fault of her son, and that's why they've distanced him.
1: Well, like, but what's her change of heart then? Like, she just changes her whole belief have, system?
2: Well, no, you could have the husband be the one with that. Like, that's why he thinks that the kid should be gone and she doesn't. I still think that one of the parents should have some experience with the drug.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
2: So then then it's the husband that hates the kid and the wife who was hesitant but realized it was best for the family if we don't have an addict in the family. Right. That's the simple truth. She's taking care of her other kids. Yeah. And maybe the reason why the husband gives into sleeping with the trainer is because they're the ones taking drugs together not the wife
1: oh yeah there you go that's good there we go that solves it i'm good with that
2: i think we kind of have it this is a really rambling and like back and forth but what i see is our our trainer goes to the hamptons with this family he sleeps with the wife, is trying to get information out of her about her son, and then while she's out, he's basically trying to get the husband a little bit addicted to drugs and sleeps with him to, like, prove a point. I
1: think he tries to, like, bro out with him and then realizes, like, yeah. the husband's kind of like, oh, okay, all right.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's part of the reason why the husband takes the drugs recreationally is to run away from blah, blah, blah. Um, Turns out the wife kind of knows but isn't supportive but also it's probably not the first time that it's happened and then the big climax is the son is going to come home trainer can't have that because that's how he knows this family is sitting on information distracts him by having his dealer meet him outside the house or whatever kid ods and then finally that's the tipping point of wife and husband And now the husband's struggling with addiction. The wife is seeing it. She's finally like, I can't protect this. I can't protect you anymore. I'm going to release the actual study. Um, And she's going to release all the results. And that's the end.
1: Yeah. I like it. I dig it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Danny's going to leave us and she's going to go work on the log line. She'll come back and pitch it. We will go around the room and decide if we will save the cat or scratch it. All right, Danny. See you in a bit.
1: Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks and enjoy. And we're back.
0: Danny's going to pitch us a logline. We'll go around the room starting with Brian and finishing with Dandy, and we'll decide if we'll save the cat or scratch it. All right, Danny, take it away.
2: Love means nothing. When a large pharmaceutical corporation publishes a study that claims their opioids are not dependence forming, an injured tennis pro turned addict decides to infiltrate the founder's seemingly perfect family as their personal trainer in order to ruin their lives like the drugs ruined his. Very nice.
1: <laughs> I think I am going to scratch it. Um, And the reason reason being is, I think it, how I put this, it's just, it's got, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Promising Young Woman in a tennis setting. Okay. And if it's very stylistically shot and done and very tight, like Promising Young Woman was, then I think it could work. Otherwise, I think you'd have a really tough time. And part of the reason Promising Young Woman works so well is because Carrie Mulligan and uh, Emerald Fennell, like they, they make that movie, like it's their movie. And so I think if it's not something like that, like if you have a great director and with a great vision for how to do this, um, I think it can be very well done. But otherwise, it's just going to be a movie. And I don't think that this script, I think it's a little too dark to get done. So, yeah. I scratch it.
0: Um, I'm going to go hard scratch. Definitely not dark enough for me, personally. Not the direction I wanted to go with it, but I was curious to see where you guys took it. And it's fine. Kind of boring for me. Didn't like the whole kid thing. Like I said, not dark enough for me. So scratch for me.
2: Guys, this is really funny.
1: You're going to save it?
2: (laughs) Um, I really hate tennis, but this kind of is giving me a bit of a parasite vibe. And I feel like it could be really interesting. It's like, for some reason, it's bringing a lot of Parasite vibes as well as Hill House, like the the addiction subplot in Hill House. And just, I don't know, I think it could be a lot of fun. And I would definitely play with it more. So I'm going to like, save it. It's definitely not going to be the first thing I write. But I'm going to challenge everybody to listen to this episode again in two weeks and and see what you think.
1: Still, will be a hard pass. I do like it, but whenever I sit down and I'm like, okay, can I see this on the screen? Like as it is now, I can't. Again, if it's very stylistically done, I think I could. I. Do you disagree with Justin that it's not dark enough? Because I'm not sure how coercing two members of a family into a relationship, getting one of them addicted to drugs, getting the other to turn on their spouse of, let's say, at least 30 years, and And then then killing killing their child. child, (laughs) I don't understand how that's not dark enough. So I I definitely don't. Maybe you didn't phrase it right, but that's not the way that I would say that. More people could have died. You really wanted to kill the tennis coach, but yeah, fine. He commits suicide at the end.
2: I was going to say you could literally do that. You didn't
1: pitch that. You didn't pitch that. Just saying. It could have been darker. I just think I think it's tricky because we are walking that like, are they a sociopath or, or are they just really tortured and promising a woman works so well because she plays it in a way that you really can't tell. And so...
0: That's, that's what I was going for when I pitched it, but you guys wanted a I mean, e- heart.
2: sociopaths are made, not born.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh.
2: So there you go. That's the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. Done. Dang. He's made, not born.
1: Dang.
2: Psychopaths are boring. Psych- we don't want to watch them. We think they're really interesting, but they're not. I,
1: it did come around more for me as I started making the Promising Young Woman comparison in my head, but... um. <laughs> but then I realized the reason Promising Young Woman works so well is because of Emerald and Kay- and Carrie and like we we just don't have that at this current juncture.
2: Promising Young Woman meets Parasite. Yeah.
1: Two great movies back to back
2: years. All right. Speaking of great movies, even though we scratched it, what has everybody been watching?
1: I watched not a great movie, but a fantastic guilty pleasure of a TV show, The Circle season 2. It's so good. Binge watched it. Big fan. Did not like who won necessarily. I didn't like how they played the game, but. Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. I didn't like how they played the game the whole time. Wasn't my favorite, Um, but I did enjoy this season overall. Um, Just kind of a fun, breezy watch. Circle season two.
2: All right. I watched the first episode of I Am Not Okay With This, which was giving me big Carrie vibes and directed by the same or like written, directed, produced, produced by the same person who did the other psychopath one. End of the fucking world. What was so frustrating is I literally watched the first episode and I was like, did Netflix just buy the same thing twice? Because this is the same exact thing, and then I saw that it was done by the same person. I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." But it's it's Carrie. But it's see it was it was did
0: not get picked up for a second season.
2: It's just Carrie, people. That's all it is. Modern day Carrie. Convince me otherwise. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine.
0: Um, I watched uh, Son of Sam, the new series that came out on Netflix about the killer Son of Sam. Oh, you know, because psychopaths are interesting. We tend to watch them and uh, want to
1: learn a lot about them. Have you seen that SNL skit about uh, like crime shows? No, I don't watch SNL. It was really good. It was basically about wives who were like mothers and everything and folding laundry and stuff like that. And the second their husband leaves, they immediately turn on crime shows and they're listening to like crime podcasts the whole time while they're working out and stuff like that. And it was really funny. It was really well done, but... Basically getting into uh, fascination, excuse me, with um, serial killers and crime shows and podcasts, which I find weird because my partner and I, like, we can't watch them. It's just not our thing.
0: Oh, love learning about cults and all that stuff.
2: I love that stuff. Fascinating. Surprised that you like Criminal Minds, though, Brian. Uh, Yeah, we did. We watched a few. It's like when it's too real. I don't know. I It's just something about... Okay, actually,
1: it it goes to my thing about documentary series in general. It's like they're too overdrawn. They're too, like, drawn out and just, it takes 20 episodes to just tell me what happened. Give me Blackfish. Give me the social dilemma. Like, give me a, a tight documentary movie any day of the week. But...
0: Waco. That was a good one.
2: That was a TV show, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but it was like, I feel like that's how you would like a documentary series.
2: It also wasn't a documentary series. It was...
0: I said That's how you would like it.
2: Yeah, it's a dramatized. Like, I watched
1: Trial of the Chicago 7.
2: Yeah, but I mean, those are a little... I do want to see the
1: actual documentary. Like, I want to see the true oh, gotcha. life thing. I don't want to see a, a dramatization of it, because dramatizations are dramatized. That's what
0: I thought you were saying.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I do enjoy those, but I would prefer to watch, like... The real thing, like I've I've really enjoyed watching Amend on Netflix, but I really enjoy it because it's getting into like history and each episode can be taken individually and you don't have to Mm -hmm. watch it as a series. Whenever it's a series, it's just way too overdrawn for me. So
2: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, some of them are a little bit long. All right. Well, we've scratched Love Means Nothing and we have I'm Not Okay With This, the Son of Sam documentary. And The Circle Season 2.
0: Ugh. How dare you? If reality TV show's the worst. I'm at Justin Eugene. Catch me.
2: You can catch me at officialdannyhanks on Instagram and at danny underscore hanks on Twitter. Find the podcast at canwesavepod.
1: And you can find me at bredacted on Instagram and Twitter.
2: Thank you guys for listening. And we love you. See you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye.